0: Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbine. I'm
1: Brian Russell-Smith.
0: And for those of you who are just tuning in, this is part two of our How the Fuck Did We Get Here series. If you haven't listened to part one, I mean, you could still listen to this part, but you should probably listen to part one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be... (laughs) I really do feel... I mean, you could listen to them out of order, but we put them in this order for a reason. Yeah, Um, I mean,
1: it's it's sequential. Yeah. Each action has a equal and what's uh-huh. I, don't that, what I don't know
0: what it's is yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, don't I don't know what is science media company I don't need to know about science
1: or philosophy right.
0: um. facts <laughs> I, mean, um. I think
2: last episode was a bit more academic and this one is a bit more Um, emotional
0: emotional Emotional. (laughs) yes um i'm already crying i know so we ended the last episode with brian talking to us about the rise of the tea party the loss of local elections gerrymandering and sort of like this rise of like the conspiratorial psycho psycho wing yeah remember glenn beck oh my god
1: He's like kind of like reconciled He's like I made mistakes He bought I like a scarf And
0: started okay. wearing like a scarf And like yeah. became, he like rebranded <laughs> he, as an yeah. intellectual yeah, yeah he like rebranded as like a guy Alex Jones is
1: still around He's still a liar
0: Yes so that Was Glenn Beck just like How do, was it, how do I make it look like I've read something and Yes like, oh, and he was scarf. like I'll get glasses and a scarf
1: Does Alex Jones kind of um, segue into our, yes, our first topic So
0: this segues yeah. into our first topic Which I've researched Which we call the, the culture war and so obviously I'm going to start with the birth of a little organization called Fox News.
1: The birth of Damien.
0: Yes. <laughs> the devil's um, child. Yes. Prominent uh, Republican news organization and sexual harassment hub, Fox News. <laughs> and blonde yeah.
1: women, like uh, a yeah. reproducer.
2: Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> yes. Don't get me started on the blondes of Fox. Yes. Yeah. Blonde, blonde you know woman production company.
0: Them. So Fox News uh, was basically birthed in 1985 by Australian news magnate Rupert Murdoch. Uh, This happened when he acquired six television stations in New York, Los Angeles, Dallas and D.C., Um, from a man named John Klug's Metro Media Conglomerate. And then very shortly after that, he acquired 20th Century Fox when he bought out someone's stakes. Um, So this guy, Rupert Murdoch, was this Australian newspaper king who's mostly known for dealing in, like, tabloids. Mm -hmm. That's... Well, that is what Fox News is. yes. Yes, and that's, like, one of the things that I really learned in reading about the history of Fox News, that it really, like... It's roots are in like seedy tabloid culture. It was like, it's the, the root of it was like trying to bring ta- a tabloid sensibility to the news. And the words tabloid sensibility. Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> And like, it, just saying that is like all you need to know about Fox. News. Like
0: literally boy, did they ever uh, 1986 <laughs> uh, the Fox network, Began broadcasting. It was just one or two nights a week. Nineteen eighty-six. Oh. I was like, Fox
2: is not young. Um, than me.
0: and like, it, some of its early hits are like Cops and stuff. Oh, I love Cops. <laughs> yes, that's like Take an early. Back. I thought it was fun to watch. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> <I'm kidding>. um, <laughs> but it was sort of this like, you know, low level criminal thing that they were doing. Um they also had on married with children at that time family guy it was kind of like it was it had this like it
2: always wanted to break into the cbs nbc abc trifecta it was those three and
0: fox and it was always targeting this like lower income like cd ish aesthetic Type red, thing.
2: ok. do you I personally have a theory that the reason that their brand is like red is because they want to raise people's heart rates and get them angry? Literally, and, yes, and fire up the base, literally. Like MSNBC is blue and red. NBC is like multiple colors. Yeah. Like an early gay pride flag. (laughs) So
0: while Fox is like popping off with these shows, like cops, like married with children later years, we've got family guy, local Fox news stations are kind of cultivating this, uh, what, what the salon article that I read about the history of Fox calls a brisker, more tabloidy feel. Um, and this, all sort of came from originally Rupert Murdoch's plan was to set up Fox news as an answer to 60 minutes. And it was going to go after the NFL football program on Fox. So it was like their idea was like, get all these football fans in watching this football show. And then afterwards, we're going to hit them with news that is like targeted specifically to their demographic, it's people who like football, yes, people and
1: people so who like football they, so they are nearly like, really apparently. excitable and angry. Yes. watching
0: their yeah. favorite football team,
1: and probably team a little drunk. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and, and then, then they feed them propaganda. So right around this time, Murdoch starts bringing in all these different consultants with the idea of like punching up the news. Like, how do we make the news? Sensational, visceral, tabloidy, scandalous. Everything it's not supposed to be. Trying to be, I know. So the idea was to create a cable network that was almost like a niche news channel. And like it was targeted towards viewers who felt like the press, the New York Times, 60 Minutes, all too liberal. So he brings in... A consultant who had been a political strategist for Richard Nixon and George H. W. Bush. Oh, our two uh, best presidents! Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful standards. When you pick a one-term president yeah. and a criminal. Yeah, he had been. <laughs> he had been an executive producer on the TV show, uh, a TV show starring Rush Limbaugh. And his name is Roger Ailes. Oh. Um, so this is when fuck Ailes, Roger, fuck. Yes, he brings Ailes into the building. Ailes promptly takes you know, his penis out, yeah. starts <laughs> showing it to people. Um, like actually, though, this I don't, is what I don't yes. like to
1: speak ill of the dead. Oh,
0: Roger I Ailes. That he was dead. Yeah,
1: he's dead, but he looked dead long before he
0: died. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and his wow. soul was dead even longer yeah. before that. Yes. So Ailes is sort of the person who like really created the Fox News image. And it's sort of like honestly like Mad Men-ish world yes. where like men are like these confident suit wearing Bill O'Reilly Irish Catholic guys who are gonna tell you what to think and all the women are just like blonde and sleek and professional and young. So it's like all the men with tiny little penises. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then Blondes with big boobs, yes. and like yes. that's tiny penises and big, big boobs are like their new. Chiron, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also when they Fox start moves, taking so on um, the tiny
1: penises and big boobs. The
0: fair and balanced <laughs> like <laughs> moniker. That's like when they get fair and balanced is their thing. What's and this the balance that it's all. I mean, it's all this show. I mean, it's very. Trumpy in the sense that like it's all a show it's all playing on like exactly what they're not like everything that like they're they're doing one thing to actually do the opposite and this quote I just wanted to read verbatim this is from the salon article that I really liked um The American news consumer of just 15 years ago would not have been able to recognize the country's current media landscape, the range of choices, the technological innovations, in particular, the cacophony. And no other organization has done more in recent years to reshape that terrain than Fox. Just about every news organization either mimics or reacts against the way Fox presents the news and the values it represents. So Fox, I mean, it's hard to understate how much they changed the way the news is portrayed. And a lot of that came with like this sort of internal decision that they weren't going to respond to what everybody else was reporting on. They were going to create the stories of the day Fox they literally made them up yes like Fox doesn't really it's not about breaking big stories it's about like determining how the spin of the story it's like determining what the story is going to be and then changing it like one example they gave uh that I thought is like a good example was a push for new EPA rules might strike the Washington Post or CBS as a story about a debate over cleaner water. Fox might frame that same story around small business owners struggling to keep pace with red tape from Washington.
2: So no journalism, just bullshit.
0: Yeah, just like taking a story. So they look around and they're like, what are people reporting on? Okay, how do we like change it, make it more sensational, make it scarier for the people who are watching? So that
1: propaganda
2: Here's the thing. This would be fine as long as it wasn't like pretending like it was journalism. Yeah. Which I, yeah. Just bringing us to today, I think one of the biggest like damaging things that Trump has done with his whole fake news, like calling everything fake news, is that there's actually like journalism actually has like principles and standards of like verifying facts. You can't just like write whatever the fuck you want unless you're a Giving an opinion, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then it's supposed to be clearly
0: marked as an
2: opinion. And I think that this is destroying the fact that people understand that like when you read something, it's because there was like a process and a standard of verification that went into it. Because
0: I don't think that many people are aware of that. Well, it goes back to this like tabloid route where it's like, yeah, it's cool for tabloids to post conspiracy theories about how like Kylie Jenner is really Kim surrogate or whatever, like that's (laughs) tabloid stuff. But we are now taking that and applying that to like our actual political important news of the day. And Fox sort of created their whole strategy for getting viewers in was to say, the rest of the news looks down on you. The rest of the news is elite. They're rich. They don't know how you live. They live in cities. You live in a royal area. Your home is here. And we're going to have guys like Bill O'Reilly and Sean Hannity. And they look like guys you know. And they talk like your grandpa. And they're going to like they're gonna give it to you straight when obviously that's like the opposite of what they're doing. Where do you think all
1: these people live and work? Like, and how much money, like, they make millions of dollars Like, It's it's also crazy because it's
0: like, they like, look down on people for living in cities. And it's just like, okay, but America has cities in it. We like some live. of the citizens I are going to live in cities. I would
1: love for Fox News to not be in New York anymore. Like why don't all those anchors yeah. and all those fucking people, if they hate New York Kentucky, so much. If you, yeah, like, exactly. If you hate the East coast elite so much, as you like to call, so move the fuck out of New York. Yes. Yeah.
0: So this is an interesting story that I actually read. So like when Fox was coming up, Fox was basically trying to, it had to like fight to get cable networks to like host it, to become one of the like cable networks it had, there was like a big fight for it to do that. And Roger Ailes was buddy, buddy with none other than Mayor Rudolph Giuliani. Oh, fuck that guy. Um, So originally, Time Warner had said, no, we're not going to carry Fox. They like refused to carry Fox. And then Rudy Giuliani. I regret all those hours that I harassed Time Warner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Giuliani stepped in and he threatened to, he was like, if you guys don't carry Fox, we're going to carry it on New York's public access channel. Like we're going to put it on New York's public access and then he also was like like kind of implied that he would revoke Time Warner's like Basically like Monopoly over New York City Like he would be like Well you're not gonna have New York City anymore If you don't carry Fox And uh, so that takes us to
1: Giuliani Has ruined our country I I know
2: It's crazy Other than when he was like Good at 9-11 Just that He was so good at (laughs) 9-11 Again this goes to like The whole money thing Mm -hmm. That like all this shit Just comes down to like Greed and money So time Had they just been able To be like You know what Fuck it I genuinely don't think That Fox News is good for the you know for the people of new york or whatever it is mm-hmm. and regardless bring comcast in we'll lose some customers or we'll lower our prices and we won't have propaganda yeah imagine where we would be if time weren't but julia like the
0: literal mayor of new york stepped in on behalf of fox news so then this takes us to the year 2000 2000 was the first time that fox news covered the political conventions and this sort of I mean this kicks off like everything that we know it to be today. Simultaneously to that, in nineteen ninety-nine, just one year earlier, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones creates InfoWars.
1: Dun dun
0: not realize it was that old. Right? I, that was that was surprising to me. Um,
1: what year was it?
0: Nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety-nine. Uh InfoWars was created by Alex Jones. And um, it, was a, it was a public access television program that first aired in Austin, Texas in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's sort of where this begins, sort of on the heels of like, The news are becoming more tabloidy. Now we're going to have this conspiracy theorist news program. Obviously, it really came to prominence more in the 2016 election when Infowars was specifically and Sammy's obviously going to get more into this, but it was promoted by bots like owned by the Russian government. Yeah. Um, and it he
2: started, was also very big around Sandy Hook when he I think yes, yes that's when well, he's, he got he's, also, yes. And he's also getting
1: sued for all the shit he said about Sandy Hook because he yes. said like there was no like actual dead children yeah. or something crazy yes, yes. Like
0: so their children are is, crisis actors Infowars <laughs> is like 100% built on conspiracy theories it advocates new world order conspiracies about 9-11 chemtrails uh, conspiracies About Bill Gates Supposed What's Covert What's conspiracy About Bill Gates I don't know But probably I don't know He's, He's an like alien a robot
1: Yeah Robot um, alien
0: he th- They think The government Is controlling The weather uh, <laughs> That's why They think Climate change Is a hoax Because the, Yes Because uh, they, the they think The government control. Is controlling The weather um, th- A bunch of Like the <laughs> false the fucking sky What's going on Like false flag stuff Where they say That like All of these Like shootings And stuff Are actually fake they're created by the government it's all controlled by crisis actors which you're getting into he's being sued because Infowars literally sent people to harass the parents of Sandy Hook victims and scream at them and say prove that your child is dead like that's like literally what they made people do do you
2: think he believes what he's saying
0: I don't know I think he's deranged Like yeah. deeply deranged
1: Well he Um no He went on He was like in a Deposition Because his wife Was divorcing him And he said What I say Is fake <laughs> I make up shit
2: Oh didn't he like Wasn't his thing Like that he's a character And like, yes. the character's Alex Jones And yeah. that's Alex Jones character Like his,
1: like His wife was like Trying to get custody Of his children And yeah. he's like I am not this person This is fake This is Yeah lies. this is my
2: character And despite
1: all that People still fucking Listen to this. I know
0: I they know. Don't know about that. I don't people think. are
1: stupid. I mean,
0: it's crazy. But and the racist. thing is, the people who and watch racist. him are only getting their news from him, so he's not going to cover that he said that. Like, he's not going to be like, "And I said this in my deposition." Also, I'm a character. By the way, I'm just going to say, like, as a comedian and an actress, this character sucks. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like this character. I don't think it's well developed.
2: <laughs> he's no, he's no Sasha Baron Cohen. Al no, Dean. he's yeah.
0: certainly mm. not. And then, so that's InfoWars, which is sort of like the low rent online YouTube conspiracy theorist world. He hired a bunch of people. Paul Joseph Watson is one of his editors at large. He's like just like an internet racist. Same with Mike Cernovich. <laughs> is he that's in his Insta bio? Yeah, yeah internet racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like internet racist dog lover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Roger Stone started becoming an advisor for it, but it really like. It popped off, yeah, after Sandy Hook. All of this started happening sort of under Obama. Like, people started funneling themselves into this, which Fox News primed them for. Like, Fox News primes them for, like... Fox News gives word to the birtherism conspiracy. Fox News gives word to that there are going to be death panels. And then that leads people down this sort of conspiracy theory... The Roll. death panels. I forgot about those. I, you know? Yeah.
2: And yeah. and they never came think, to be. Do you think child cages are our death panels?
0: <laughs> no, because I think... The child, well, well, I mean, but, the but child like, cages are real. Yes.
2: But, death, but I'm saying like equivalent. Like to when we talk about them.
0: When we talk... I mean, I do wonder... I do always wonder like what is going to be the thing that we got crazy over that we thought like or that we thought was going to happen that wasn't but the child cages are I'll real think about that. i'll get back to you for yeah, um yeah. so this also brings us to 2008 when andrew breitbart mm. found another r.i.p another another <laughs>
2: great they, r.i.p <laughs> yeah. maybe these people's sins are killing them
0: yeah um he founded breitbart news um so it's sort of It sort of came in the in the world of the tea party uh it was like a staunch defender of the tea party it kind of started as like the tea party website breitbart was was, um and then it also so it came to prominence one defending the tea party and sort of being like in charge of tea party ideals and then it also played a huge role in the downfall of anthony weiner i didn't know this but breitbart was the first to break the news that Wiener sent lewd photos and texts to women online. So they
2: actually have broken. Yeah, they actually oh, yeah. broke
0: the Anthony Wiener news. Anthony Wiener
1: has done so many terrible things. It's
0: actually crazy how much he fucked us over.
1: Like, remember, that's why they reopened.
0: That's why they reopened, because of his fucking laptop. Yeah. Yeah, the emails. I mean, he's...
1: Which we'll get to in a second.
2: Here's the thing. Why did Democrats experience consequences of this kind of shit? And then when you have people like Roger Ailes who whip their dicks out, or no one Donald cares. Or Donald Trump. Or who grabs Donald pussies.
1: Trump. Because
0: yeah. we hold ourselves to standards. Like, there's actually standards. Yeah, look yeah. at
1: um Al Franken, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. Bye.
1: Which I like, kind of, like, don't love, but, like, I understand.
0: Yeah, like, bad. I mean, yeah. we had to we had to do it because we have to like hold ourselves to standards and like obviously what Al Franken did is like not nearly on any level of what fucking Trump did but it's like yeah I feel like Democrats are always stuck in this place where it's like we have to be like this moral thing because the other side is like because we're trying to make this point about the other side so it's like Anyway. So Between a rock and a hard place, as they say. Bannon, Steve Bannon takes over Breitbart in twenty twelve. Uh, then Breitbart kind of gets propelled into mainstream attention because it starts it's the website that's providing pro-Trump coverage way early on when even most mainstream places, even Fox, like most Republican news outlets, are covering him as a joke. Yeah. Breitbart starts being like like way in the early Republican primaries, Breitbart is like know we're the pro-Trump place uh and this shift actually like fucked with them a little bit uh there was like a lot of turmoil i don't know if you guys remember but a breitbart reporter named michelle fields accused trump's campaign manager Corey lewandowski one of the many trump campaign managers he like grabbed her (laughs) at a florida event uh so that was sort of like a shit like Breitbart kind of had to like take a stand in that moment. And they were like, no, we're going to stand with Trump and not this woman who actually works for us. Um, I remember that. uh, In July of 2016, Bannon described Breitbart news as a platform to the alt-right. So that's kind of when it decides like
2: we're the alt-right
0: platform publicly. It says their ideals are to hold the global permanent political class in contempt but really really, thinks that's what he's doing yes but really it's like a white nationalist mouthpiece um and i mean it worked as we've been talking about like these kind of scare tactics work uh they're breitbart's vilification of other media outlets and trump's personal like embracing of breitbart and being like this these are my people It boosted Breitbart's popularity to the level where its traffic on election day rivaled Fox News, CNN, and the New York Times.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. So these are the places that are pushing these theories. And the thing that's really difficult and the thing that I don't understand is it's like, how do we break through to someone who legitimately is only getting their news from these places? Because we have people who it's like, they don't even watch Fox. They watch Infowars. They read Breitbart. Breitbart had has a column, maybe they had it, they may have gotten rid of it at this point, but like they have, you know, like your categories column where like on the sub, it's yeah. like <laughs> trending news or, and then right. we have like pop culture, da da da. One of theirs was black crime. Oh my uh, God. That was literally, right. that's literally a
2: tab on their website. Well, okay. That tells me that they're racist and therefore some of them need to just die off. Yeah. yeah. That's one. Um, I think that it's not really possible to. Get that that type of person back. Like yeah. you're, ne- we're never getting them back. Yeah. But the best we can hope for is to get people who are like a little bit more moderate to come back. Yeah. Or not. They're not. They're not coming back either. They're just. They could vote. When, for Trump. Yes.
0: When I was in Austin last summer, I was in an Uber with my friends, and the our Uber driver was listening to like conspiracy theory radio. I'm I'm forgetting the name of it, but it it's like a pretty famous conspiracy theory radio thing. And they were talking about chemtrails and how like the government's controlling the weather. And my friend Artie, who's funny, she's dumb. <laughs> she goes. Is this NPR oh, to him? Shut up. <laughs> like she's trying to be like cute, and then he turns around. and He's like, "No, this is like a pretty cool radio station for people who like don't believe in the mainstream media." And we're like, <laughs> "Okay." And then he goes, "For example, do you believe a plane really hit the twin towers?"
2: Oh And oh me my God. and
0: my friends mm-hmm. we're like, "We're in the backseat of the car, and we're like," and so I go, "Oh yeah, I do." <laughs> <laughs> And then without without skipping a beat, he goes, nah. Nah, man. Oh, my God. Nah. Okay. Just, just <laughs> speaking of this convo,
2: ask Kay after this to tell you the time about, tell the story of the cab driver we had on our way back from South by Southwest. He was this, like... Oh, he was this guy who hated Hillary and Trump, but he was a Trump voter. It was just very bizarre. Mm-hmm. And then that opened my eyes. I was like, there are people who believe things that I cannot even fathom. Yeah. They are not in a box. They are just out of, their are floating space. Well, yeah, space.
0: because the line, starting with Fox News, the line between like tabloid gossip and all of this stuff and like real news has been blurred. And this came to a head in the 2016 election which I believe Mm -hmm. our good friend Brian is going to rehash for us. And I'm so sorry, Brian. It was so
1: fun to rehash the 2016 election. (laughs) I was so excited to do it because it was such a good time in my life. I'm just kidding. It was awful.
2: This is the main part of how did we get here? Yeah. This election. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I think it really starts, like I want to talk about when uh, Hillary even announced that she was running. Um, Actually, at the time, she had a 66 approval rating, which is insane to think about how quickly that turned around. Because yeah. when Hillary isn't running and she is a public official, people like her.
2: When she's, but when she's memeing on the plane. Yes. She's- when
1: she's just like, when she's doing her job, like when, like, cause she is a smart person. But whenever she's running for a campaign or her husband is running for something, she is villainized.
2: I wonder why. Hmm. Okay, part of it's because she's a woman, <laughs> yeah. but I also think that, like, I don't think, like, Kamala Harris would engender this, this type of...
1: No. Well, so, the yeah. other thing is, this election was so polarizing, as we all know, and people, the Democrats, the voters wanted someone who was not super part of the establishment, mm-hmm. and we, the Democrats, put one of the most established politicians as our candidate. I know. And it's and, so crazy. Yeah. Cause it's like
0: her, like, I mean, in my view, her strength was like, Oh my God, she's like worked in all it's these administrations, the experience, yeah. the experience, the experience, I, but yeah. it's really her. It was really her downfall yeah. in well, a way. People,
1: like, you know, they start going back to all the reasons that when they didn't like her, like women had, a, you would think that she would have acquired like the majority of the women vote, but like, that is not the case because self hating woman exactly, and a lot of women like what like went back to the time when she was running for governor or, or Bill Clinton was running for governor of Arkansas, mm-hmm. and she said something like. Um, I'm a first lady that doesn't stay at home and make cookies or something like that. Yes. And everyone was like, how dare she? She's yes. like, oh, I have a career. I'm yeah. very smart. I People,
0: to- even at that time, also didn't like that she kept Rodham Clinton. She yes. was like told to drop that, yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Michelle Wolf and, I think, has such a funny joke about like <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, about yeah. how she kept her name. Yes. And Hillary's being like, why did I keep the Rodham? Yes. Yeah.
0: like I mean, it, it went back... Also if you watch Those old videos of her When Bill's running For governor of Arkansas She has like A fake Southern accent Yeah Because they were like You gotta pretend to be Like a southern lady yeah. And she just like Did it I think, pers- I think they also It's changed not just That she's a woman crazy. It's like Her
2: It's cause she's, she's smart It's cause she's smart And it's because she yeah I think there's like this weird sort of like catch 22 that she has is that like if she embraces who she is being like this smart like sophisticated experienced woman people don't people like she's afraid people criticize her Mm -hmm. because she's like not dumbing herself down remember
1: she was like a brunette with glasses and just bushy hair didn't really give a fuck about her appearance and then she gets with Bill Clinton and he becomes governor of Arkansas and he wants to run for president they completely change her look she's wearing these like tailored pantsuits she loses the glasses she's like has dyes her hair Blonde and like has this like nice hairstyle. It's like she can't
2: win. Kooky. Yeah, no, she
1: can't She can't win. And I, the fact that she has to change her fucking appearance that much is another. Well, that's what they ultimately yeah. didn't
2: like about her is that she they they wanted her to change and then she changed and then she wasn't authentic. And the yes. thing that she was
1: doing is she kept touting her experience during the election and people didn't want to hear it because they're like, oh, whatever. And so. This brings like, I and this kind of ties into like um, Elisa's topic with like the news coverage, and you know we all had to hear about her emails twenty four seven, and which we seem to have forgotten about at this point. And the
0: Republicans in the House have not forgotten. We've been here. Yeah. We're still hearing about her emails. They were yeah. mentioned yesterday. Trey Gowdy wakes up meetings. every day and goes, The emails! <laughs> the, e- go, the emails! Like, <laughs> every so, morning. Okay.
2: They were mentioned at the summit with Putin. I know. I know. The fucking emails. I that know. Is, that, was what, that was the craziest part that he and had then, the gall and to bring Trump up tweeted, the server.
1: Trump tweeted later, like, trying to defend himself. He's like, We, know, we don't want to live in the past with all the stuff Russia did. Yet, despite he keeps bringing up Hillary Clinton's. Fucking emails.
2: emails. Also, just gonna note, they have the server. They have a digital copy of the server that they can look through. They yeah. just don't have a object that is in the server because it's not 1999, <laughs> and we don't have giant computers the size so, of this room anymore.
1: And then during, so the news coverage played a huge part in the 2016 election. So Clinton's controversies got more attention than Trump's, 19 percent versus 15. And despite the fact because Hillary's, Hillary's controversies was her emails, Trump Benghazi. had... And Benghazi, and Trump had pussy grabbing, um, money. Defe- the every- Mexicans are rapists. Like he had countless upon. Truly, really
0: every Trump single is thing is a he's documented ever said.
2: criminal. Yeah, for like forty years, racism yeah.
1: and stuff. And then, yeah, and so. And then in just six days, the New York Times ran as many cover stories about Hillary Clinton's emails as they did about all policy issues combined in the 69 days leading up to the election. Hashtag fair and Mm balanced. So, no, not very fair and balanced. And so there's this thing in, um, when you're running for like political whatever, there's bought media versus earned media. And the majority of the media coverage that um, candidates will get is earned media. And so this is like... Really crazy. Uh, Trump got $2 billion worth of free media during the election.
2: Again, money motivates everything because he draws ratings. He really does. Um,
1: Hillary Clinton got less than half of that.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. And then that the, like
0: literally just gave me chills. Yeah, yeah.
1: she and like because remember there was that Here's time when we were waiting for Trump to speak and we were just showing an empty podium for like thirty minutes, like every would, major network, and he wasn't even the Republican nominee yet. He yeah.
0: would always do that stuff. He'd be like, "I'm gonna make an announcement," and he was just down to like go yeah. on every news channel, appear on Fox News, appear like on any right wing f- Joe, like every morning. Like he would He'd just in. he knew how that worked. And then I also feel like the Democrats have this weird thing. And like all the, all the other news outlets had this weird thing where like everyone assumed that Hillary was going to win to such a degree that it was like, they were like, well, we have to go really hard on her.
1: Yeah. And so they wouldn't like hold Trump to the fire. Yeah. And yeah,
2: this is what I mean when I say he's smart, that he was able to get $2 billion in earned media he doesn't know fucking anything about politics. Well he so knows he's the he's reality story. Right, he's obviously good at something, it's
0: just not being
2: president. It's yeah. it's
0: yeah. like flashy I mean, he's good at the media. Yeah. He is media really yeah. media savvy. He knows how, like I mean Everything he does Like from announcing Supreme Court nominees All of this stuff It's all like Rooted in the Fucking Apprentice yeah. Which is
2: crazy yeah. And I mean If you want to go back To the culture war, the Apprentice Was what introduced Him to middle America As this like fake Of this prototype well, Of a rich person see, Because Meanwhile it started Right after bankrupt- He was bankrupt Yeah yes. and
1: like It's like Because people saw him At a um, conference table They wanted a businessman Who they thought Was successful Because it was Trump show at the end of every episode he came out on top because he was it was his fucking show and he
0: always made the right decisions and he was always smart meanwhile the man lost money on a casino (laughs) a casino the whole point is that the house always wins (laughs) that's the point of the casino (laughs) I don't understand I know. You know there was, there I, was,
2: I mean, okay. The Apprentice is the most successful thing he ever did, and that's because he does not own it, or produce it, or yes. direct it, or create it. He all he does is show up, uh-huh. say a few things, and have like, a
1: catchphrase. Yes,
2: have a catchphrase, which is which is exactly what he's good at, which is what he should be doing. He should just continue. Well, that's what he does. Running the Apprentice today, he jail.
1: says, "Rigged witch hunt. Um, rigged. No creation. <laughs> I keep saying "rigged." You did this
0: in the last <laughs> podcast, <In> the last <laughs> podcast no, too. Didn't. I'm
1: like "rigged." <laughs> Crooked. Crooked. It's almost
0: like um, your Shakespearean version. (laughs) Shakespeare, Trump is just like the rigged media. (laughs) Just Trump even know who Shakespeare is. No, Trump has no idea who Shakespeare is. He's never read Shakespeare. No. So another
1: big factor that played in, you know, there was as we kind of covered, America is a bit racist. A little bad. There was a backlash to the racial progress of the last decade. People just could not handle the fact that we had a black president for eight years. And you can see that because... Trump won the majority of white voters in every income bracket. Fifty two
0: percent of white women. It doesn't
1: even matter. Wow. It didn't matter. Like we, oh we gosh, like to say like poor sh- un, we like to say uneducated white people, but like even the educated white people were voting for him.
2: That's so much and shameful. And this wow. goes back to my
1: theory that white people ruin everything.
2: <laughs>
1: um, and that I'm comes so- from a white person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very, i actually am very white, if you can't tell.
2: Yeah. His last name, last is, name Smith. is Smith. My last name is
1: Smith. Yeah. My parent my parents <laughs> said that like they we were on did on the that, we did that genealogy <laughs> thing and <laughs> and I am like 75% from the UK and then the rest is Scandinavia and then like everyone has like the 0.0% the like you are the
2: whitest there is I am very very white
1: mm-hmm. wow. and so I'm I can say that Slytherin white, white. yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: you know, Slytherin, Slytherin white. white and Brian yeah. has blonde hair right now so yeah. it's like very it's, it's like it's natural <laughs>
2: you know, god well um, it just shows you don't have to vote with your people yeah
1: exactly I am living proof yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, and so people just didn't want a career politician. People were like shaded out by the fact that the that she made all these like um speeches to Wall Street, which brings me to uh the primary of Hillary and Bernie <sighs> oh, and how Sanders did not really help her in that situation either. Because Sanders and Clinton really basically agreed on mostly everything when it came to policy. Mm -hmm. And so the only way, the thing that Sanders would do is he would attack her and he'd resort to innuendo and fuck up her character despite agreeing on so much. And Sanders would also was kind of similar to the Trump to Trump in a, in a way that he was so anti-establishment. And Even though
2: he's been in the Senate for yeah. fucking
0: But ever. he was yes. capitalizing on a moment that I think the Democrats just like kind of wanted Well, he kept to talking about like political
1: revolution and and it really showed in the general election because one in 10 of those who voted in the primaries for Sanders ended up voting for Trump.
0: That's like what the whole American horror story
2: season is kind of about.
1: Yeah. And then
0: I wonder like how many of those also just stayed. Well, they home. used stayed So if enough,
1: if enough of the Sanders Trump's voters who uh, could have potentially if they either stayed home or voted for Clinton, Hillary would be president.
2: I mean, we say that now, but she did still win three million votes. But I mean, you know,
1: it really came down to tens of thousands of votes in those Pennsylvania, rankings. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it, that yeah. is what I, it is. And it, the, you can see the statistics of those people who voted for Trump who would have voted for Sanders.
2: Just speaking of those tens of thousands of votes in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, how do you think that the Russians knew that they should be targeting those specific mm. districts mm. and counties? Well, mm.
1: I'll, I'll bring that in a second. There's... Another thing that we all remember as well the Comey letter, who uh, on October 28th, when James Comey announced that he was going to be reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails, just like a, a week and a half mm-hmm. before the election, which is something you are not supposed to fucking do.
0: No, he's and, just too tall. That's the thing is so, that he's not here with the rest of us. So this also <laughs> shifted the tall. race. In the he's far too tall. So
1: this <laughs> yeah. also shifted the race by a maximum of three or four percentage points towards Donald Trump, which would swing Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Florida him, perhaps also North Carolina and Arizona. But then at a minimum, it's it would still swing like if it was only one point swing it's would she would have lost michigan and pennsylvania wisconsin which she did and so yeah that fucking letter made a huge difference
0: and it kind of goes back to this thing we were talking about but like the democrats were so we were all so convinced that she was going to win that everyone was trying to cover their ass to look like they were like above it all so it's like
1: exactly but yeah. even
0: obama you know like obama wanted to sign that letter about the russian, russian interference, interference. Yeah. but then mitch mcconnell wouldn't sign it and so obama was like whatever like he was like well, well i'm not gonna put if, it out if he
1: put it out it may would have seemed that the democratic president was trying to up the the democratic yes nominee. but i always
0: think about like would he have put it out if the republican candidate? Had been fucking like Jeb Bush, and he was ahead of Hillary by two points in the polls. Well, like the maybe he would have put it the Republic, out. The Russians, maybe no, they yeah. wouldn't
1: have because the Russians were trying to influence the election for Trump.
0: Yes, because, but let's and, say and,
1: like if Jeb Bush was the Republican nominee, it wouldn't make a difference. Or
0: or maybe then let's yeah. just say it's still Trump, but he's ahead in the polls. Like I think people were just so assuming that Hillary wasn't going to win, and that they were Mitch like Mitch McConnell again. I mean, fucking Mitch McConnell again. Jeez. That Obama was not. Obama's a cautious. Person that's how he governed that's how he did Everything so I think he was like well this is gonna Seem unseemly if I put this letter out Plus Hillary's gonna win I'm not gonna Do it James Comey Who you know wants to he's always tweeting like like sanctimonious bullshit. Like James Comey always wants to seem above it all. He's like, well, I think Hillary's gonna win, so I wanna cover my own ass and put this letter out now so that everybody thinks I'm above it all. All these media people are like, well, we don't wanna seem like we were too easy right. on Hillary for when she eventually wins, so they cover her. It's like everyone was assuming she was gonna win and it's what actually made her lose.
2: Well, I think another piece of this is that Trump was claiming that the election was rigged before yeah. it even happened, mm-hmm. yes. so by Say, but if they were, if any of these people were to like really say that there may be interference or that we're at risk for interference, then it, because here's the thing about saying it's rigged. He's, he's implying that it's rigged for her. (laughs) He's implying that it's rigged for her, but, but any suggestion that it's illegitimate undermines him. Yeah. Or uh, uh, he could play it either way by saying it's rigged. He can like use that argument for either result. I
0: remember during 2016, one of my main concerns was that he was not going to concede the election. Yeah, so yeah. That was like one of the things I was like, he, this That's guy's not going to concerns. Yeah. That he's, I yeah. mean, and now he's president,
1: Yeah, but oh, like that he would not con- resign too, because like, if he's like too obvious that he will lose, he'll be like, I,
2: I'm not I'm running. running. I think we would have to get to like a serious point for that for that to happen yeah. I do think that's a responsibility because he would definitely rather resign than lose mm-hmm. but I also feel like we could lose the entire the entire concept of the peaceful transfer of power yeah if he mm-hmm. is like fighting going down fighting yes.
1: so um, Maybe he'll just like there was also a lot of fucking fake news as we all remember mm-hmm. you know several hundred accounts that were created by Russian companies linked to the Kremlin used like a hundred thousand dollars in ads on Facebook and Twitter, and these are, like, a lot of, they created fake accounts and pushed conspiracy theories. You know, they would say that all these people that the Clinton, and they would target these people in these specific places, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And that's played another huge part in her losing those, those states that always tend to go Democratic. And there was, like, a conspiracy theory that, like, all these people who came in contact with the Clintons, have died or gone missing. And yes.
0: Then, I had someone send like me the list of who P- Clinton killed one time. Look, and so it's a fascinating read. Yeah, <laughs> it's like
1: uh, all of the stuff Cambridge Analytica basically harvested from the 50 million Facebook users without their knowledge. And I think this kind of brings us mm-hmm. to our next topic. My favorite
2: topic in the world. Yes. yes. It's Russia's plan to bring down the West.
0: <laughs> Sammy's so our, our Russia
2: expert. Honestly, like, I, sh- I should have majored In this show. Yeah. As we made it through the
1: 2016 election. Uh,
2: I know. First of all, this brings us to where we are now, which is um, totally fucked. So basically, just we're going to talk about Russia and how we are shadily at war with them. And just because there's no like soldiers dying on a field doesn't mean that this isn't happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess it goes back to like the cold war, which ended in 1991. So from Russia's perspective, just because the cold war ended, doesn't mean that they were like going to give up. Like Russia has an insane history. That's in some ways even bigger, longer and more, I don't know, grand than America's. Well, it's definitely longer. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, no, it's definitely longer. longer. In some circles, they consider Russia to be older than America. It's definitely longer. But but they
2: were like an imperial power long before we were. So while we were here, like fighting manufactured wars and keeping up with the Kardashians, they've been (laughs) playing a game with us that they've been planning to, I guess, become the superpower since they lost Um, and the way that they decided to do this was essentially through cyber warfare and Mm -hmm. intelligence um, which is why it's very easy for us to like not really accept that we're in this war Mm -hmm. um, because we're not like experiencing it other than Facebook bots that are coming up but yeah, yeah, that's the new well, army so there's guys. Like, yeah, there's like
1: all those, like a lot of these people would get their information from like weird email addresses and then they would just forward these emails along and along and along. I remember someone showing me like, did you see Hillary Clinton's arm dealings like that she's doing? And I'm like, what? And no, I'm going to send you an email. And they send me an email. There's like no sources and misspellings. And I'm like, oh, people actually believe this shit. Yeah.
0: yeah and it's, I feel like the Russians in general, like have been taking the internet seriously for a long time. And they like realized what a tool it is. Whereas our government is like, what What is it? Like, how does it, I mean, if you guys watched that Zuckerberg, like when Zuckerberg testified, literally like people were asking questions or in hatch Hatch being like, well, how do you, Make any money. <laughs> and like, it, don't worry; they figured
1: it out. Yeah, now. and it's like we how sell. How do you send a message?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, can for, for, change my settings? Lindsey Graham was like, "What's the difference between Facebook and Twitter?" Like, it was just like it, I mean, it was so embarrassing. And it's like our government so doesn't even understand how the internet works on like a yeah. fundamental level. Right. Whereas the Russians are like, we understand how the government, the internet works, and we know how to use it to like influence people yeah yeah i mean they're our
2: government does not know what the fuck is going on on the internet and they're like oh this is the new battlefields yes this is the new battlefields yes. like the troll farms are the new army that's yes. like yeah. how they look at things okay so putin let's give i'll just give you a quick background on him so he became the fsb director which is basically like the new iteration that's like the legit like the kgb was during the soviet mm-hmm. union the fs they just became the fsb yeah he became the fsb director in 1998 um he became the deputy prime minister two years later when Boris Yeltsin unexpectedly resigned on like New Year's Eve of the 1999 Mm -hmm. or something. I'm out. Um, out. (laughs) out. New year, new New (laughs) me. Yeah, Yeah. so so Putin was president from 2000, 2008. He couldn't get a third term because it was unconstitutional, LOL. Um, (laughs) Medvedev became president and made Putin prime minister so that they could like, but they did this in, like, partnerships so that Putin would essentially retain power. In 2012, Putin became president again. So this was while Obama was president. And he became president amongst, like, accusations of vote rigging and fraud and, like, all this shit. Mm-hmm. So he essentially is became, like, this is, like, old-style dictator. Yes. It happened. No one was really talking about it, but that was what he was doing. Um, he also, in this t- in this period, criminalized homosexuality, which is, like, a typical dictator thing to do. Um,
0: Dictators yeah. That love to do that and I wonder if it's because they have dick in their title oh. <laughs> and they just want they don't Dictation. want to be associated so they're yeah. like we're gonna make it illegal to be gay yeah. <laughs> exactly I mean do you remember Pussy
2: Riot they were actually yeah. protesting Putin's election for being illegitimate yes um, okay so this is Putin's rise that's how he got to where he is so he's essentially like dictator light at this point mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's not yeah no he's pretty bad yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um okay. At the same time there's actually so as you know, I'm a huge Trump in Russia scholar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yes. So there's so there's actually this new theory put forth by and this this isn't the first time I've like read this, but this is a Popular, it's now being popularized that Trump has actually been an intelligence asset for the Russians since 1987. And it's not the kind of thing where he like signed up, signed on the dotted line. Like mm. I'm now an intelligence asset. The way they do it, the way they cultivate intelligence assets is basically by like either coercion or, or kind of like bribing you. Mm. So they cap, they, what they do is they'll like capitalize on someone's like sexual appetites, financial distress, desire for more money. Um, or something that they do that they have in their past like blackmail that they're afraid to like get out yes. there. So, the Russians brought Trump to Moscow in 1987 to allegedly work on a real estate project that they were going to partner on. This never ended up happening because they wanted to own 51% of it. So, it didn't happen, but Trump came back like a few years later to then explore this again. So, this whole time he's like been trying to get a Trump Tower in Moscow to the point where there was once a letter of intent signed that he would build one in Moscow, which Mm -hmm. is like basically what happens right before you build a building. Like you build a letter of you make a letter of intent. It's like the closest thing you can say to like a contract that we're gonna build something. So he has been trying to like get in with these people for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, like I think it was in 2015 Donald Trump Jr. said that they don't need any money from like from banks to finance their projects, that they get all their money from the Russians. Yes. So like these people have been like sidling up right against the Russian oligarchs for years. And it's not like Russia like Russian people who you do business with in Russia, it's not like you can just like do business with anyone. Because it is essentially a dictatorship, you have to get approval from Putin. For who is allowed to make make a real estate project, who's allowed to make money. Yeah. And Putin has five billion dollars. So that should give you a hint. a billion. With so that a B. should
0: with a B. So that should give you a and hint. And Kylie only just barely has one <laughs> billion dollars <laughs> and she's got a makeup line. <laughs> so that should give you a hint
2: to the number of people who Putin's in their pocket. He, yes. He's they're in his, yeah. that's how, that's essentially how the entire Russian economy works. Like you can't be rich unless Putin says so. Mm-hmm. So Trump wanting to get in with these people, there's no like savory way to do business with them. So Yeah. They're they've been kind of like aligned in terms of interests and attitude for like decades now. Um, Fast forward to when Obama was in office and Putin had been president for his third term as part because his his people were essentially like anti him because they thought that he was this fraudulent dictator. I think that that was one of the reasons why they attacked, crime, why they tried to annex Crimea. It was like an assertion of his power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, they just took control of all the infrastructure, <laughs> pretended like they They annexed them, and then they created a referendum like a fake vote where the Crimeans allegedly voted to be part of Russia, which was again disputed. So uh, they essentially did what like Hitler did to like Warsaw. yeah, yeah. Um, so the g7, the G eight at the time, now the g seven, who Trump like fucked over like three weeks ago
0: um, <laughs> as of this yeah. recording but I mean maybe he'll do it again <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, just a send of a tweet you never know so that's why Russia got suspended from the G7 which is what brings you us to today when he was like bring Russia back in bring Russia back in that's the reason they're out because he essentially pulled like a Hitler 1938 type yes. move that people were like oh like let's not do this we don't do that that's a violation of international sovereignty because yeah, that's what Hitler did and that's we're trying Hitler to not do the things that did. Right. he
0: did and do new I mean, things the, the
2: reason that we have NATO and the G8 and all of these alliances is because we're trying to like these Con- the the main superpower countries are trying to enforce these rules mm-hmm. that basically were caused the world's world war one and two to be dom- to essentially dominate the 20th century mm-hmm. yeah. so trying to avoid that is why we have these alliances and that's why it's so fucked up and insane that Trump is fucking them up yeah okay in addition to that in 2015 Russia backed Assad against the Syrian rebels and despite the fact that Assad was using chemical weapons on his people and my question is where did he get the chemical weapons problem Probably partly from Russia. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So at the same, so this is all happening. Russia hates Obama and they hated Hillary even more. Yeah. Partly because she was a woman. There's a random story in Russian roulette about how, um, he, uh, Putin tried to invite Bill Clinton to go like tiger tagging in Russia. And then she was like, My husband just had heart surgery, but I'll come.
0: And he was like, Fuck
2: that. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you will not I'm not going to tag tigers with a lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Tiger they, tagging they is for men. So they, they,
2: it was like that. Like, they, hated, they hated the Clintons um, or Hillary at least. So enter everything Brian was just telling us about about the election simultaneously as we were having all the things that were happening in America and all those disputed primaries um, at the same time Russia was hacking into the DNC to get into like all of their information to find out about voter registration, voter rolls. They actually did hack into the bo- voting booths even though there has not been evidence that votes were changed. They have access to the voting yeah. booths. They have Amazing. access to our electrical grid. They have like fully infiltrated so many of our systems. They could probably just shut down all of our power and banks right now if they wanted. Like yeah, let's be pe- honest. The podcast goes Woo. Yeah. And yeah. we're just like oh my god. That's just a sound effect. That'd be yeah. funny. Yeah. You know? yeah, should yeah. don't yeah. add that in. Um, and now it's coming out that they're being blamed for influencing Brexit much in the same way as they got Trump yeah. elected. Um, and that obviously benefits them. They hate the European Union. And it's they just want to bring down block. Western
1: culture, yes, basically. Yes, they're
2: basically all about bringing down Western culture. And it honestly seems like they might be succeeding. Yeah. It
0: seems like they honestly have done a really good... They're good. Just, yeah. Like if this
2: is phase one of the war, they're winning and we're probably not going to be able to fight back until we have a new president that doesn't want to fight on their side. Well, So did you
1: see like, um, after the, we're recording this right after the Russia summit and uh, Trump tried to walk back his claim saying that he believes Putin and all this stuff. Even though he didn't, he kind of said it multiple times, and like obviously, like he doesn't think that Russia did it, or he knows that Russia did it, but they have something on it. Anyways, he in the (laughs) statement (laughs) that he's reading, he writes, "There is no collusion." He spells collusion wrong, which is hilarious. But he also crosses out a line that says, um, "And we will find those who and hold those accountable."
0: Yeah, Yeah. and bring them to justice. And bring them to justice because that would mean. Admitting that parts of his election were illegitimate and he already is so, like, sad that he lost the popular vote that he, like, can't even... And that his inauguration wasn't as big as Obama. Also,
1: people bringing these people to justice probably includes himself and his yes. own campaign. Yes.
0: yes. More people showed up to the London protests than showed up to his inauguration. That's people protesting you in another country. <laughs> but,
2: but you know what else is interesting is that like no one would compare anything to his inauguration numbers if he didn't make such a yes. big deal yeah. about them. He personally like now it's, it's, it's like the benchmark. His inauguration because he
0: like made a whole fucking well, thing. Yeah
1: like um, Sanja's Bitzer walking on the next day. It yeah. was the biggest <laughs> inauguration there's yeah. ever been and no <laughs> (laughs) to dispute it.
0: Another thing, this was something that I heard like a Russia expert say that I thought was really interesting which is just that like The American public in general is less like media literate and just in general, we don't understand the internet the same way. Whereas like the Russian public, like Russia has been testing these tactics on their own people for such a long time. So the Russian public is generally wary of random links that are forwarded to them. They're wary of internet comments. They're aware that a lot of these people are bots like. They, like, when they read things online, like, they're actually reading them with a more critical eye than us because they've been sensitized to yeah. propaganda. Like, they yeah. understand how to recognize it. Whereas, like, Americans just didn't. Like, we just didn't get that bots could yeah. do this. We didn't get, that like, like, the level to which this stuff was manufactured. I
2: also think that Americans have sort of, like, this pull towards the false like p- towards like what's fake and sort of what's like fantasy mm-hmm. this, this commentator journalist kurt anderson wrote this book recently called fantasy land mm-hmm. where he basically takes us through like the american history of like believing in fake shit and i mean america's a very religious country mm-hmm. like the the salem witch trials like we're always sort of looking for this like savior and th- who will like make us feel like we have the answer or that like where the best just make us like feel good and and at the expense of that is that we don't really look at like what's real and try to like assess things in a le- like for their legitimacy.
0: Yeah, it's like this lack of a critical eye that on the one hand is our strength of like we can we're going to do it. Like we're going to go forward. We're going to create a country that has all these immigrants. We're going to like fight Hope Hitler. We're going to like like it's part of our strength but it's also our like weakness and that like I don't think we have a critical eye to like our own history to how things work like if you go to other countries like Germany and stuff like that like there are like mad memorials in Germany that are like we really fucked up in World War II we did a really bad job like this is yeah, a memorial yeah. to all the people we messed up whereas if you learn American history we like step on all that stuff yeah. we're like oh yeah. yeah we had slaves but like it they're was gone now. they're gone now and everyone's fine or like yeah the civil rights movement worked and now everyone's equal like yeah. we don't yeah. like really atone for like our own past Even we're very religious we and don't. it yeah. makes <laughs> us very like delusional. it just puts us in this yeah delusional weird world well, like, of, you know
1: like, we still have the roots of racism i mean yeah. segregation only ended like what Fifty 70, years ago, 50, our parents, 50, like our parents, lit, yeah. like
0: it was during what? our parents' time. We're like one six generation of, removed, yeah, exactly. Right. And so like it away. doesn't
1: just, yeah, exactly. And like the racist people who are racist then have children who tend to be racist as well, unless you know what I mean. Like, unless the parents are like, like,
2: I realize that this is like not right, exactly, and I'm gonna think differently. Yeah,
1: and I mean like even slavery wasn't like if you like in it's the, not the, that in, long it's ago, not that long a ago, a few generations,
2: yeah, old ass people, yeah. Do you
1: know the the Nazis were? We're in the 40s like yeah,
2: like, yeah they're still like holocaust survivors yeah so and they're still nazis they're all living in south america
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so which is such a good deal for them like they really got yeah, a great deal you know what i
2: don't Whatever. argentina's
0: yeah. very nice <laughs> i know fuck them
2: okay so i mean i feel like this kind of brings us to the end this yes. brings us to where we are now and it's still
0: playing out yeah. we have some updates to this podcast who knows i mean yeah. yeah like the week that we're recording this is the week of the trump putin summit Right after. Right after, like this, ju- like it just happened. So, yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen between now and when yeah. we release these episodes. Mm-hmm. But we're still here. Oh, yeah. I and mean, also, I think we'll be here. Okay. We're and not all- fighting with Kim Jong un at the moment. Yeah. So. yeah. And also, um, there's so much more that we could have said, but yeah. it's
1: just like. There's a lot of things that led us to this place, but, you know, it's the rise of conservatism in America yeah and it's really Russia the remainder of and,
2: racism
0: and the fact that yeah. people
2: are just like so fucking sad and yeah. delusional
0: yeah and this like culture shock news. of the global world like just globalization I do f- I feel like our generation kind of is like Cool with globalism, like for a yeah, lot of us. I yeah. mean, there are obviously like alt right people in our generation who are like mm, the globalists, but like we get it. We're, we've had the internet for a really long time. We get it, but it is a culture shock. Yeah, for just one generation prior, mm-hmm. and people are trying to learn to deal with that. And
1: you know, we're getting a little browner, getting a little gayer. It's, yeah, it's yes, okay, it's and happening.
0: it's hard for people. It's so hard to accept them. it. Right, like you said, like
2: a few weeks ago, it was easier when all the people who had voting rights. Or all white men, yeah, could own property, and it was very easy to agree then. Yeah, because yeah. they
0: didn't like they didn't re- it, nothing challenged their point of view that directly. Like it was just like, oh, I see where you're coming from. Like your name is George, my name is George, everybody <laughs> here is named George. Like yeah. we 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 can come to an agreement. You're only slightly richer than I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're from the south, I'm from the north. We can figure it out. But now it's like. You have people with such i mean going back to what you were talking about at the very beginning of the first episode we have people with such a like wealth disparity that it's like how can you even understand each other's yeah they can't so So, so that's how we fucking got here if you
1: love their podcast screenshot it and post it to your insta story and we'll send you some dope ass stickers
2: yes you
0: can put those stickers on your laptop to let everybody know that you're voting in the 2018 midterms because that's really what
2: yeah, matters at that's this
0: point. how we can combat yeah. and
2: any DM of us these your things. I'm just going to the Russian thing. They do plan to infiltrate the 2018 and 2020 elections. So your vote really matters. Yes, yeah. your
0: vote matters like extra. extra, extra, extra. Okay. So with that, guys, call your senator. Call your senators until the end of democracy. I'm Elise Ramirez. I'm Sammy Fishby. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this was the Betches Sup podcast. Okay. bye. Hey, bye.
2: Betches.